Welcome to the Millennial Man Podcast. This is episode number two. Um, in this podcast, I'm discussing personal growth. As always, I uh, want to remind you that I do have a Instagram that I got set up and a Twitter. They are in the description of this podcast, as well as um, I will put them at the end of the uh, podcast as well. <clears throat> uh, this podcast, I know I was going to say, I said I was going to put these out on Wednesdays. It's gotten kind of difficult to do that, so I'm just going to try and get them out as quickly as possible. I, the only thing I can promise is that there will be one out every week. Um, <clears throat> the day I can't really pin down just yet until I can get my schedule more on track. But uh, for now, here's the podcast. Welcome to the Millennial Man Podcast. In this episode, or yeah, I guess it's called an episode. Anyway, I'm going to discuss personal growth. Um, the biggest thing about this is lately there's been so many people, it's almost becoming a trend of people going behind in someone else's past and finding something that they said five or 10 years ago, or even two years ago or whatever, and then holding them accountable and trying to ruin people's careers for things that they did when they were not the person that they are today and you know people discount nuance and they they discount a lot of things in this new enraged culture that we have and it's really come to the point where you can't put any views out publicly without being at the risk of someone calling to end your career and when you're looking at people i mean for example, we'll talk about Kevin Hart for a minute. I don't know if everybody saw what happened, but he, Kevin Hart was announced as the host of the Oscars this year. I believe it was the Oscars. I'd have to look up the video again. But he was announced as the host of the Oscars. And instead of people being happy, because it's not a good, I mean, it really isn't a good job. I mean, they <laughs> think this is the latest they've ever announced their host because nobody wanted to be the host of the Oscars and no one wants to do it because it's just, it, it's a tough job. Um, but once he was announced as the host of the Oscars, someone went back in his Twitter, I believe 10 years and found some anti LGBT tweet that he made 10 years ago, which granted there's no reason to be anti LGBT or, or anything like that, but it's 10 years ago. You're talking about a person who, in the course of five years, has gone from almost relatively unknown to one of the biggest movie stars and producers and supporters of everyone in the in the, the comedic community, um, especially the people that are around him all the time. You're talking about a person who's who has definitely grown a ton. You're, I mean, I can tell you right now, being 28 years old now. I am absolutely not at all who I was when I was 18. So for for people to attack him over a comment that he made on Twitter 10 years ago and expect him to apologize and for the Academy wanting him to apologize or they were going to remove him from the Oscars, that's just, it's insane. It's insane because you can't, have you can't say that someone that and you can't, I'm sorry you can't blame someone for something they did when they were literally not even themselves you can't blame someone for something they did when they were literally not even themselves 
So when we're talking about personal growth, what, what am I talking about, right? I'm talking about constantly making yourself better and constantly improving who you are so that you can be the best person that you can be. Um, and when, when we're looking at growing as a person, what, is, what does that mean? Does that mean that we want to change every single thing about us all the time? No, not at all. Does that mean we want to have all of all our faults disappear? Nope. Does that mean that we're that we think we're going to be perfect people? No. All that means is that you're improving on yourself and constantly improving so that you become a more well-rounded person and a more productive member of society and and can be useful to the people around you. That's what the, that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to be perfect. You know, everyone's going to have their flaws no matter what you do. You're always going to have your flaws, but if you have if there's certain ones that are preventing you from moving forward, then fix those. Do something small today that helps you fix them in the future. Um what I'm going to do in this podcast because I feel like me being open about what I'm trying to do to fix myself will maybe help to motivate others to start looking at themselves and thinking about what are their flaws and what could they do to fix them. Um, some of these things that I have listed uh, are not things that I completely want to do away with, uh, but there are things that I definitely want to dial back on or change a, a, a little bit or things like that. So, What's following right now is a list of my flaws, why I think they occur in me, and what I'm going to do to fix them. Um, the The first one, which is slightly relevant in this podcast, um, what's very relevant in this podcast, is that I can't focus. I have pretty bad ADD that I do my best to manage without med- medication. Um, you know... There are a lot of reasons why people have attention deficit disorder. It could be just have too much energy. I need to work it off, something like that. But I'm I also believe, and I I don't haven't had this backed by any um, doctors or anything. I have never even um, gone to get it diagnosed. I just very much know I I am. Um, I I don't think I'm hyperactive, but maybe I am. Uh, but I definitely have attention problems. Um, but I think one of those, one of the reasons that happens is because, um, and this is not some weird flex, but I have, I have an IQ, and this is the low end. I've taken three tests in my life, but the low end of my IQ is 145, which is pretty high. Um, I actually don't even remember what the exact range I was in that test, but it's it's pretty high. And in order for my brain to process as fast as it needs to, I have to process so many different things at one time, in order to to keep it, keep myself from going insane. So I think that because I'm trying to process so, so much information at one time that I can't focus on one particular thing and zone in and work on that. Um, so it kind of, it can make trying to do work or, or just trying to succeed at one thing very difficult, especially like this podcast. Every time that I sit down to write my ideas for this podcast, 
it takes me a very long time to get all of them written down because I'll be hopping back and forth between three or four note pages on my phone writing completely different things, whether it's jokes or just my thoughts on different things or whatever the case it may be. I'm constantly going off in different tangents. And so something that I am going to do about that is I've, I've kind of, um, I, I think I've decided that I am going to go to the doctor um, in the coming months. I don't know when it's going to be. Probably with probably next month, I'll uh, try to get an appointment together so that I can go in. I want to talk to him about possibly going on some type of ADD medication uh, to help me manage it. Um, so that's what I'm going to be doing with that. And I'll keep you guys updated with how everything's going with that. Um, another one of my biggest faults is that I am overweight. I'm, um, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot six, but I'm about 340 pounds right now. And I really don't want to be that heavy. Um, but I, I mean, the, the reason I am overweight, I believe is because, you know, when I was growing up and, and, um, I know a lot of people are the same way. Food was a motivator. Food was, you know, when you did something good, you got given a cookie or you got an ice cream or, you know, you were told, you know, only good kids get dessert and things like this. So, so food was given a positive reinforcement behind it. It was, it was the positive reinforcer. So I think anytime that you do something big and people, you know, you, everybody goes out and they go out to eat, you know, you go get a steak and, you know, have a good glass of wine, whatever the case may be consumption becomes our catharsis. So I need to train my brain not to do that. Now, another thing is when, when I was young and I was sad when, you know, something would happen and, and I would, wouldn't be happy at that also was a trigger with food. So it was, Oh, well this cookie will make you feel better. or This piece of cake will make you feel better. And I know a lot of people have gotten that. I think that is given me and a lot of people a weird relationship with food it has made food our catharsis it has made food our de-stressor when there's so many different things we could be doing as a de-stressor and we should be doing and those out there that have kids maybe it's something you want to think about teaching them is is that food is just food it's i mean it's good to enjoy it but it's not going to make you feel better by by eating it and it's not something that should be should be your positive reinforcement um going out and play maybe getting a toy maybe something along those lines that should be the positive reinforcement not a cookie um, and i know that's the easiest thing to do sometimes is you know oh you were good here's a cookie not oh you were good well let's go spend you know two or three hours at an amusement park i know that takes more time and i know it's harder to do but i think those of us who grew up getting the cookie or the treat or the or whatever it was as a positive reinforcer, I think it gave us a real bad relationship with food, not in a terrifying way, but more, but we shouldn't have such a reliance on food to be our catharsis. Um, and I've already changed that a, a good bit. Um, because I, uh, what I've started doing is I started eating, I should back that up. What I started doing is I started intermittent fasting. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's, you know, you fast for 16 hours a day 
and your eating window, the times that, the time that you allow yourself to eat is an eight hour window and you do not eat outside that eight hour window. The only thing you do is you can have, you know, I have black coffee and water. That's all I drink anymore. Maybe the occasional beer, maybe the occasional diet, Dr. Pepper cherry. Cause who can resist that? But I've also started to eat more keto. So eat very low carb. Um, I have a lot of fibrous vegetables and a lot of fatty proteins, um, mainly uh, ground beef, a 80-20 ground chuck uh, that I'll have. I'll like, cook that with some broccoli and some onions and some peppers and make it taste really good. Um, but I won't have any rice or anything like that with it. So that's one of the things I've been doing. And doing that in the last, I would say, about two and a half, three weeks, I have lost a little over 20 pounds. And it's made me feel a lot better during the day too. So I'm, I'm going to continue eating like that. And I'm going to continue fasting like that. I do want to try doing full keto. I don't think I've actually gotten into ketosis in this eating. I just think my lack of carbs is probably one of the big benefits. Um, not drinking soda is definitely a big benefit because I think it's helped me uh, lose a lot of that sodium out of my system. Um, things like that, I think, have really stemmed that huge first lunge of weight loss. Uh, and I think going forward, I'll probably lose less weight at a time, but I think it's going to be more meaningful. My goal there is to be under, be around 280. Um, and also during this time, I'm going to be working out and trying to tone a little bit more. I'm also working right now to um, doing a lot of arm work to get my arms bigger, things like that. So... There's a lot of things that I'm doing to correct the overweight issue. And um, I think any step in that direction is going to be good for me. Uh, <clears throat> so I'll be keeping more updates with that too, probably in the intros going forward. And we'll discuss that in a little bit. But another one of my faults, my flaws, is I have a very addictive personality. Um, and what, what I mean by this is not that I'm addicted to drugs or alcohol or whatever. It just means that when I'm doing something, I'm in it and that's it. I get addicted to it. Um, I think it's partly because I have some, I think I have some OCD tendencies that kind of play into that. Um, but I get very easily engulfed in anything that I'm doing. It doesn't matter what it is. If I'm watching, if I'm watching a show on Netflix, I'm watching it till it's done. And that's the only thing I'm watching. Whenever I'm watching something, I'm watching that. And that's all I watch until it's done. And once it's done, then I think I find something else. Um, but it's also kind of sad when you sit down and you watch something, I mean, like five seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and it takes you a month to go through them because that's literally all you watch. And that's, that's, if you're going to turn something on and that's it. Um, so I think I need to break out of that a little bit. Um, but, and I, I already kind of curtail it because I really measure how much I consume things, especially if it's like a, a mood altering, uh, chemical like alcohol or any other consumable that might alter your mind state. Um, knowing how I am when it comes to TV shows or when it comes to work or when it comes to a project or when it comes to um, things like this podcast or, or any individual task, I know I sink myself in so completely and block everything else out that that, that addictive personality could 
equate to being an alcoholic or being addicted to some type of drug. That's why I, I don't do, um, any pain relievers. The only thing that I, I will take is ibuprofen, um, or anything that's, that's not addictive. I'll take that. Um, I don't like that. That's another reason why the ADD medication, um, especially if it's Adderall worries me a lot is because it's very addictive. Um, and I'm afraid that I will get addicted to it, uh, because, one of the things about Adderall is it's just an amphetamine. The only difference between Adderall and meth is that meth has a double methyl layer, which allows it to be a lot quicker acting. It just, it makes it a smaller molecule so it can pass through the blood brain barrier easier. So it's such a, such a small step to go from Adderall to meth. And knowing that that is one of the most addictive things that makes me scared to start taking Adderall because I'm worried that I would be addicted to it. Um, so I think that's another reason why I haven't gone to the doctor to, um, to get a prescription for that. Uh, but I am going to do, I'm, I'm going to do it and I just have to control my urges on it. Like I do with alcohol or anything else. So it's just something I'm going to have to, figure out as I go and I can't just sit idle because of that fear. So I'm going to go out and do that and, um, and hopefully get to be able to focus better. And I think it would help me a lot. Uh, another one of my faults that I get told a lot is that I take too much responsibility for everything. And by that, what I mean is anything around me that happens whether it's negatively or positively or whatever, I feel responsible for it. And I, and especially if it's negative, especially if something bad happens, I always feel like it was my responsibility to fix it. And that if I didn't, then that's my fault. And I think that stems more from me basically being an only child as a kid. And my parents, mainly my dad, really um drilled a sense of responsibility for my actions in me which is a good thing you should take responsibility for your actions but i think in my head that meant anything that happened around me i was responsible for and i need to make sure it happened and it, it gets fixed which can be kind of stressful um it can actually be it can actually be very stressful especially when it's something that you really don't have power over but your mind is telling you that hey you're responsible for that because it was in your vicinity and you should have helped and all this stuff. So I have to, in order to fix this, I have to realize that everything is not controllable by me and that I don't control everything. I've got some control issues, I think anyway. Um, but it's not my responsibility to make everything better. And I have to realize that. And that I need to allow other people to take responsibility for some things because a, that's going to take stress off of me as well as make them feel like I'm, I have more trust in them. So, uh, that's, that's a tough one for me, but I'm working on it right now. Um, that's an, and going with that is I don't, I, another fault is I don't let people help me do much. Um, it also goes with the control issues. The, I definitely like to be in control 100% of the time. And when I'm not, it's hectic for me because I want to make sure that everything is done 
right and I want to take responsibility for it, but it gets stressful trying to do everything yourself and I have to learn to delegate and I have to learn to allow people to help me, especially when it's, when I have so, when I have a lot of things that I'm trying to do and trying to keep going. I mean, whether it's, you know, family obligations or work or doing this podcast or whatever the case may be, I need to let people help me more and have more trust in them. So that's something I'm going to be working on. Um, and another, you know, this kind of, this, this string here, really a lot of it goes together, but I think I have, I also have too much pride and that goes with me not wanting to ask people for help. I believe that I can do, I'm, I'm too proud to ask for help because I believe that if I can do everything myself and I should be able to do everything myself, it makes me stronger. Um, so I have to be, I, I just, I have to ask for help and be able to delegate and be able to, um, let other people take more responsibility and not try and control everything. So I'm working on that. Um, another one of my faults is that I'm very bad at admitting that I'm wrong. Um, it also goes with the whole pride thing. I don't ever really want to be wrong. Um, one thing about having my attention issues and my different way of thinking, I guess, is that, I don't know if it's different. I know there's a lot of people that do this, but in my, my brain, if I can figure out a way to argue myself to be right, that's better than being right in the first place. So if I say something and someone has a counterpoint that's valid, if I can argue around their counterpoint and come back to where my point is valid, that makes me happier than if my original statement was correct. And so I have to stop doing that. I know it's annoying to a lot of people. So I'm really trying not to do that and just and trying to admit when I'm wrong because it's it's you're not it doesn't make you weaker, even though it might feel that way. And I know it does for me sometimes. It doesn't make you weaker to admit that you're wrong. It makes you, makes people realize that you're listening to them and, and that you're learning and not just stuck in your own ways. Um, so, so I'm going to try to be able to admit when I'm wrong and not always believe that I'm right and not always think that I'm right uh, because I do have, I have a problem with that too. So um, that's that's one of the bigger ones. Uh, another fault is I very rarely give definite answers. And this happens when someone asks me to do something. I always say maybe or I always say you know it might be or I give some type of answer that's super vague. And I never give definite answers. And this stems from when I was a kid, no one gave, no one ever had definite, had definite answers. It was always, you know, if you asked for something or to go somewhere, or if we, or if I could go do something, you know, it was always, oh, well, maybe, oh, we might do that. Oh, maybe it was never yes or no. It was maybe everything was kind of wishy-washy. So I think that I developed that in my adulthood and I started using that in my adulthood to be more vague and I need to stop. I need to give people direct answers that aren't super vague um, and they're finite and you know, you can figure out what's going on from there. Um, and I'm doing that now. I'm doing that a lot more now. So I'm, I have gotten a lot better with that, but that's one thing that 
um I know I know I know my wife hates too but so I'm definitely trying to give more definite answers whenever I am trying to try people are trying to obligate me to things I need to give more definite answers even if it's a no I need to say that and not say maybe in in my head I'm just like yeah no that's not gonna happen I just need to say no so I'm working on that and I actually have gotten better at that I think so I'm going to keep working on it, but I think I've gotten better at that. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that, that I do is that I drown out. I, I, I always have to have something on. Uh, there was one point, and I think this has to do with ADD a lot and the way my brain works, but in order to drown out the thoughts and try and relax and not have my brain running a thousand miles an hour, at one point, and this was, I think, in high school, whenever I was doing this a lot, when I was doing this more, I would turn on my stereo and listen to music while I had a video going on my computer and playing a video game. And I would do all three at the same time and be able to remotely pay attention to all three at the same time. Um, but I know whenever because this was when I was a teenager my mom would always ask me why do you listen to all that stuff it's like well this is cool or if I went to do homework I would have to listen to music or whatever the case may be because I couldn't focus and I think what I was doing is trying to quiet my brain down so that I could just relax for a minute with the video games and the and the sound and the music and and everything else so I was trying to quiet my brain down that way so that I could focus more on the relaxation of the things the watching the video and playing the video games and and doing and listening to the radio I couldn't do one at a time or my brain would kind of keep me out of it and make me focus on other stuff but if I listened if I did all three at the same time then I could manage to focus on at least one of them so I need to quit doing that because it makes people think that you're drowning out the world around you when really all you're trying to do is just focus on one thing and, uh, but it makes people feel like you're drowning out the world around you. So I, I'm hoping that getting on Adderall or some other, other ADD med will help me to focus better. And I won't have to do that anymore. Um, I also procrastinate a lot. I don't know why, um, that I'm still trying to figure out inside my own brain to figure out why I procrastinate, but I do. Um, and it might be because I've always done it and it's just something, you know, since I started school, I would always wait to the very last minute to do anything. And it never really had negative effects for me. I never, I never received a bad grade because of it. I never, you know, had a bad test score. I never, um, really had any negative repercussions because of waiting to the last minute. So I never figured out that I didn't need to, um, that I shouldn't, but I do know that it's very stressful every time I let something go to the last minute because, you know, you're up late the night before, or, you know, you're, you just are constantly stressed about the entire time. If I would just do it and then I don't have to worry about it. So I'm working on that, but I, it's, that's one that's very hard, very, very hard for me to do. Uh, a lot of these are the same as the, um, the ones previous. They're just different words. Okay. Let's go with this one. Now, once I've stated all these things, I realized that I might be too self-aware, meaning that, you know, I might be drilling on myself too much um, when 
some of those things don't really come out as some of those those faults may not come out as much to people around me as the others and I need to figure out which ones of them are more important because I I know a lot of people do this because I see it on reddit sometimes but I will find some like innocuous comment that I made to someone a huge a long 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 time ago and I will sit there and focus on it and think oh crap why did I say that and dwell on that and it means nothing to them. It was just some throwaway comment and they didn't even think about it, but I stressed about it. So I might need to tone that back and not think that everyone is constantly evaluating me and realize I'm probably not that important. Um, <laughs> but that's one thing that I'm going to work on. Um, <clears throat> so with everything else on here, the ba- the basic point is you know, listing these faults while, I mean, I might have others or some of these might not be, uh, dominant as I'm thinking they are, something like that, listing them, figuring out what they are and trying to fix them, figuring ways to fix that. Or if you even want to fix it, some of those things that I don't really want to fix, um, all the way anyway. I mean, I don't want to completely stop being self-aware, right? I don't want to completely get rid of, my ability to focus on multiple things because I think that is great for times it's just not right now um, but being able to list these and figure out ways to improve yourself and maybe fix some maybe keep some but dial them back and to fix those things it's it's a fantastic way to improve yourself so what am I going to be doing with these is each week in the intro, I'm going to give a little bit of an update of what I've done in the last week to improve these. And I want to keep that discussion going with everyone that listens to this. I want to know what you think the flaws are that you have and what you're doing to keep up with them and to fix them and to, to make yourself into a better person every day because we can all keep our, keep each other accountable. So if I'm telling everyone every week what I'm doing and you guys are talking back to me we can all keep each other accountable and make each other grow so that's what I'm going to be list that's what I'm going to be doing on every intro is listing what I've done that week to make myself a better make myself better whether it's weight loss or finding getting the appointment whatever the case may be I'm going to talk about it and go through it so that we can all keep each other accountable um so what I want in this podcast and in the comments is I want to hear what you think your flaws might be um, or just you don't have to list them you don't have to list them if you're not open enough but just list just put in there that you know what your flaws are and some ideas of how to make yourself better and to make and to grow as a person um, and we can talk about them and we'll have a discussion there Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and if you're on SoundCloud, you can follow the channel. Um, And it's been fantastic enjoying this adventure with you guys so far, so I want to keep going.